What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I know it's been a while since I've made a podcast, but I just got back to Babylon about Saturday evening. I was in Kenya for about two weeks. Um, I had a lot of uh, headway there. You know, I did a uh, press tour while I was in Nairobi. Um, you know, definitely looked at some areas where we can establish our Kenyan office and um, just do some growth there. A lot, a lot of opportunities is, is, is there. And I will say that what I learned, part of what I learned, I'll probably expand this on the African diaspora channel is that those young brothers and sisters over there, they so hungry for that message that's coming from us in this grassroots black media. They looking for that. They want that. They encouraging that. I mean, they, it is ripe. I mean, anybody who's speaking like that, because I'm not the only one. If you go over, I mean, trust me, you will be well received with that. Cause they begging for that kind of message. Cause a lot of people in their country are not talking like that. So, I mean, it's just ripe for that. So that's one thing I just, I learned, I enjoyed. There's so many stories that was, you know, happening while I was over there, but you know, I understand for that. Not only I was doing what I had to do, but also deprocessing at the same time, because sometimes you got to just back off and clear your head and you come back in a better space. And, you know, today I saw this story. Uh, with our brother Dion Sanders. So a lot of people are, are feeling some sort of way um, about Dion Sanders taking a new job. So we know that Dion Sanders was the head coach at Jackson State University. Um, Dion Sanders, you know, was not making a lot of money in that position. He was only making three hundred thousand dollars. Now three hundred thousand dollars for a collegiate coach. That is about equivalent to a minimum wage. I mean, just we talking about the football world. I know about the football world. I played it. You know, I know football is a big business. It's a billion-dollar business. That I do know. We have to understand that Deion Sanders played at every level. He was high school. He did the collegiate level. You know, he went to a D1 school. He played in the NFL, Super Bowl champion, all of that. So he's seen it all, Pro Bowl. He's seen it all, Okay. So there's no better guy to know the game, you know, inside and out than Deion Sanders. But he went to Jackson State and he immediately turned the football program around. But a lot of people are not talking about the different things that he had to deal with in the midst of they see all the great stuff he's done, but they're not talking about a lot of the hiccups that was happening. A lot of the fighting from that boule NAACP crowd that runs that university and beyond which you, a lot of the HBCUs are ran by the boule NAACP crowd. When I went to Bethune Cookman and I was talking to those young brothers and sisters over there and they was telling me one of the biggest issues they had was that boule NAACP crowd don't want nothing to change. They don't want to innovate anything. The schools, they let them go down they don't try to invest into these young people money come in, even from the federal government. And these kids do not see any of the money going into any kind of programs for these children. These, you know, particular HBCUs, a lot of them, if you notice, you would think that they would be reaching out to platforms like myself and uh, many other, you know, brothers and sisters in the grassroots would be reaching out and say, Hey, advertise our university so you can get, you know, your audience to maybe go to the HBCUs. No, because they are boule NAACP crowd pro Democrat 
want to make sure you, you stay underneath white mommy and daddy. That particular crowd was runs the HBCUs. At the same time, some of the same problems that HBCUs is what some brothers and sisters talk about in the African continent, where they talk about, oh, well, you got these corrupt leaders and they stealing money. And it's the same thing with the HBCUs. The exact same thing that they talk about, you see that. How many scandals have come out of HBCUs with these presidents and all these different people have stole money? You had people, it, it, students complaining at Howard University about pest problems. You know, you had uh, children right here in, in Houston, TSU, talking about how the roofs are leaking and all that. And if you go look at this it's, it's record, that American Rescue Plan, the stuff that Biden and them put out, they gave a lot of money to HBCUs. They did. It's, felt, it's, it's out there. You can go find out what every university receives. And yet these things have not been transferred to seeing different things for the students. So, so this has been an HBCU problem. And this is, I mean, we, cause you know, I, we got to keep it 100, even though I support, Hey, we need to go to our own schools. But the problem is we have a, a corrupt leadership, a boule NAACP leadership uh, made up of these people who aren't Gen X, who aren't millennial and who aren't Gen Z. It's that older crowd running these universities to the ground. And, and, and believe that one thing I'm sick and tired of, and this is why I do not allow. And I, and even when I was in Kenya, I said this, I'm going to gatekeep much harder than I've ever gatekeeped in my life. When it comes to my platform, when it comes to people coming on here, even presenting things a certain way, even in my life, gatekeeping, I'm probably going to do a whole gatekeeping series on this podcast. of why we need to gatekeep much harder about any, about what we got going on. But that attitude that I don't have to, I don't have to give black people the best, that attitude that you should be happy with minimum. Oh, well, we should be just okay with this because it is to the sweet by and by. Oh no, I don't operate like that. I refuse to operate like that. I don't want to put on any kind of show for black people and just say, Oh, cause it's black people. I don't have to perform the best. This is why our best and brightest go to PWIs because they take the time to invest money into that, into the university, into the living spaces, etc. It is a leadership problem. Now let's get to Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders had a low paying contract for a college football. Well, very, very low. Most coaches are paid in the millions. He wasn't paying 300,000. Really? That's something you pay a high school coach. He's getting paid high school coach salary, but Dion took it anyway. Dion not only turned the football program around with pushback from the boule members at that university. Dion had to deal with so many different things on top of that. Dion, when he got into the university, when he first got in, he had to deal with the crime at the university. He had his locker room and office robbed during the game. His first career victory at, at JSU, they robbed his, his office, robbed the locker room. Okay. Another incident, his son, Shiloh Sanders, right? They, they broke into his truck, cut out the window at, at Jackson state facility was, was not too long ago. That just happened. Then you go to another incident that was just posted as of the third of December, a Jackson state university student 
was found dead on campus. Pookie and Ray Ray just acting a fool at the school. So you're having all that going on at the school that Dion got to deal with on top of the other things that's going on. But Dion did way more than what a, high, a, a college coach should have done. He the one brought the notoriety. So he was marketing. So he just wasn't a coach. He was a marketer. Deion Sanders was a public relations guy for the university. And he wasn't getting paid for. He was a mentor slash mental health specialist for a lot of these black boys, a father figure for these black boys that needed it. Right. Brought someone like the 304 Brittany Renner brought her over there to school. These young brothers about the pitfalls of the 304s. Something that a father should do is school your son about that. I mean, he did way more than any college coach has ever done. You ever heard no Nick Saban doing that or any of them doing what Dion has done for these young men for three years. The issue that I have on top of all of this, you know, you had the city of Jackson, not the water supply, you know, all that situation happened. It affected the facility as well. He got an offer to, from Colorado university to go coach football over there. And the contract he was getting paid 5 million a year. At that moment that he got that offer, JSU should have said, you know what? Can we at least try to, if we got you 2.5 to 3 million, would you stay? I think he would have stayed if they at least got him 2.5 to 3 million. But see, you know how them folks do it? Them folks make sure that it's put in the city council budget for the school. The state, especially in places like Texas, who's very serious about football, those football stadiums are going to be provided for through the budget at the state level and the local level. You mean to tell me all the great work that Deion Sanders was doing at Jackson state and the city council in Jackson, Mississippi didn't say, Hey, let's appropriate so many million dollars to the school. But no, for us to do this, you got to give coach prime this particular scholarship so he could stay because he's really doing a lot of things on top of that. He's bringing tourism to Jackson, Mississippi, which benefits all local businesses. So we could justify giving this money because the, the, the more popular the team is, the more recruits that come here, the more people going to say, I want to come see games. It's going to bring tourism, benefit local businesses. It, 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 it's an all the way around good benefit for the city, right? The mayor and the city council also failed as well. And when you don't take care of black people, let me tell you something. You need to take care of your people when they're doing good because you know, what's going to happen. Somebody else is going to be looking at to try to take away your own people. That's trying to do good within the community. Cause called some people say, well, he shouldn't have left. He'll sell out. No, 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 no. Y'all sold out. When you got a brother or sister that's doing good for the community, you're supposed to make sure they're good. You're supposed to make sure to take care of them. They shouldn't be looking for no, no other way. Oh, some of you say, well, he made all that money in that field. Ain't your business what he made in the NFL. He's doing the job, something else right now. We don't know what his money look like. None of us know, but you should have made sure the city council, the mayor, 
that's the people I'm saying because that 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 governor he ain't gonna he 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 don't want to help Jackson State. So it should have been because it's a black uh, mayor and and black city council who appropriated those funds to that school and made sure Coach Prime got some money to stay. That's who sold out. Because that's the same thing that black folks always hear is when you finally doing good for yourself and then you have to leave, unfortunately, the communities. Oh, you selling out. Well, why the situation wasn't created where we could stay? Well, black folks can stay. And, and that's the thing. Coach Prime, they trying to put it all on his back that he sold out the whole HBCUs. He's only one guy. What about all the other coaches in the, in, in the HBCU football teams? Why aren't they doing anything? Why are you putting everything on this one man's back? He y'all didn't even give him the resource. Listen, if, if y'all want to put it on his back to carry the HBCU footballs, uh, all the programs, fine. Just give him the money, and I think he would have continued to do it. See, black folks don't want to hear about paying other black people. But we ain't got no problem when the, when, when the white man uh, demands certain money for us to pay or whatever. We don't say nothing. Black people deserve to get paid for what they do. Male or female. And if you mad about him not doing something or he should have did this and the third, why don't you go step in that place then? Why don't you go volunteer your time then? And let's see how long that's going to last. Cause that man was even giving his salary back to the university. How much more do y'all want this man to give? How much more? But the problem is, and I've seen this time and time again, you have a brother or sister doing something like that. And at the end, y'all don't appreciate it because when the man say he leaving, as I said, man, I appreciate what he did, man. He turned the, the, the program around. He brought a lot of notoriety. He did this and that. And the third brother, thank you for what you did. I understand you got to move on, but thank you. No, there's videos of people insulting the brother. I'm talking about for JSU fans. Like, really? This is why nobody want to do nothing for y'all. At least appreciate what the brother done. That way another coach can come behind him and pick up where he left off. Have you ever thought about that? So quick to, 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 to attack a brother. One minute you're happy with him. The next minute you want to attack him. Like I say, our sister too. You're always trying to call somebody a freaking sellout. There's certain people you should call a sellout, but I don't view this as selling out. He's moving on to what he thinks he needs to move on to. The university sold out. The city sold out by, by, by not giving that man uh, some more money so he could stay there. That's selling out. But we never want to pick up that responsibility about taking care of our, our own. We should be taking care of our own. There's enough money in the black community to pay that man that same contract that Colorado offered him. Matter of fact, do you know that the guy from Colorado say, well, right now we don't even have the, all the money to pay the contract, but we know we'll get it. We, we, we got alumni. We'll get it. We ain't worried about it. See, he didn't even have the money up front, but he say he know he's going to get it. It's a lot of money in the black community that that school should have been able to get money from at the, at the city level for sure. Should be alumni giving money and, and all and I'm hearing pole mouth and well, you know, the alumni don't really have money like that. But I bet you if I go in your closet, you got, you got all kind of name brand. I bet you some of y'all got, got Mercedes and all different things. You mean to tell me enough people couldn't donate enough money. That's alumni. 
If you see that brother doing a good job for the school, you, you know what I'm saying? See, the thing is, at the PWIs, alumni still give money. They got people that's giving millions and <laughs> so much money away, some of them billions of dollars a year to, to these schools. On top of getting the government money and all of that that they're getting. So they get federal funds, no different than HBCUs get federal funds. But between the squandering of the money that's going on with the boule crowd that's running these schools to having this attitude that I don't have to respect a brother or sister or pay them what they're worth because they're black and they should just go it on and do it no matter what. All the crime issues that was going on. Expecting this man to carry all the HBCU sports on his back and not paying him for it. I mean, what, what, what do you expect? And I don't want black people to ever feel ashamed about bettering yourself. Don't ever feel ashamed by that because the people appreciate you. They'll pay you because once again, I really believe if they, if Jackson state or the city said, listen, Dion, we probably can't give you five, but can we give you 2.5 to 3 million a year? I think the brother would have stayed. I really believe he would have stayed. I really believe that you got to appreciate your people when they doing things, because if you don't appreciate them, somebody else may. I've talked about that many, many times before I'm sitting in Kenya. I'm not from Kenya. I wasn't born there. I was born right here in the United States of America, born right in Port Arthur, Texas originally, you know, I was staying in Houston. And every time I go to the African continent, I'm getting opportunities. I can't even get in my own country. And I'd be sitting there sitting there thinking after I'd done about three or four interviews on national TV, I said, in my own country, I don't get any kind of appreciation like that. You know what I'm saying? I'd be sitting there thinking like that, even in my own country. I'm talking about, I'm not talking about CNN. I'm not looking for them. I'm talking about even black people, black, uh, other major black platforms. Because they, they want to make sure they stay good with the, with the, with the folks. That's, that's the bad part in, in this country. I go way over there to the African continent talking the exact same way I speak right here, right now on national TV. And you got black folks scared. Scared to deal with somebody like, like, like us, which is fine. They don't have to. Because like, like I'm a firm believer, go where you celebrate it. You know what I'm saying? So with this brother... Deion Sanders, I mean, he, he's going to move on to Colorado and let's see, see what he can do. Let's see. Let's see. But to you other HBCU football coaches, step your game up. Deion Sanders shouldn't be the only one. He didn't gave y'all a blueprint on what to do. Do it. But I'm not for, and I will never tell my people to accept mediocre anything and try to use, oh, we poor and black. We don't have anything. That's a freaking lie. As a collective of people, we work together. We do very well. It's when we do this individualist thing, then it doesn't work out for everybody. Some people are doing great individually, and it works out very well for them. But if you want to talk about the collective, you know, we need to work together as a collective of people. But don't don't let don't let nobody pull mouth of you because they don't pull mouth the white man, the Asian man, the Arab man, or anybody else. They don't pull mouth. They have no problem paying the prices that, that, that any other group tell them they got to pay to get into anything. 
no matter how high it is. But when it comes to other black people, oh man, that's too high. Can you give me a discount? I mean, come on, man. Hook a brother up. Hook a sister up. Come on now. You know, we're struggling out here. As always, we're struggling out here. But you never tell a white man we're struggling out here. And this is why we be losing our best and brightest a lot of times. With this hook a brother, hook a sister up culture. Instead of keeping our best and brightest within our community, in our own institutions. It's the same thing, even the African continent when I'm, I was there. Same thing. They best and brightest want to leave because they're not being taken care of in their own home country. So they want to go to the West. Take care of your people, folks. This is an issue globally with black folks. I told y'all, and no matter how much I go to Africa and see, I see the exact same problems in the African continent that I see in black America, that I see in the Caribbean and, and everywhere else. Black folks are the same everywhere. Trust me on that. The exact problems they got, we got. Selling out, the boule crowd. We call it boule. They may call it, you know, the elites. They may call it, it's the same thing. The exact same thing. So, you know, I'd just say this is the lesson learned of take care of your people. That's all when they especially doing good in the community, take care of them because they got people that get supported. Yeah. So many of y'all support these rappers and, and, and musicians and all that and, and, and support them and, and keeping them paid. But when a brother's actually doing something way more than football, he can't get supported. That's, that's how we stay losing. Unfortunately, but thank you ladies and gentlemen for joining us on the podcast. Greatly appreciate it. Make sure you click that subscribe button. Um, that's very, very important that way, you know, we post another podcast. Like I say, I'm back, I'm back in Babylon and we just, you know, got to get it back in, you know, um, and make sure you click that like button. That's very, very important as well. And we'll see you on the next one.